The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, December 16th, 2022, Friday of the third week of Advent in the Missal. It's liturgical year A, cycle one. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. Our saint today is Saint Adelaide, born about 932 in Burgundy. She married Lothair of Italy at about the age of 15 or 16. Now when Lothair died three years later, his successor and usurper imprisoned Adelaide and tried to force her to marry his son. Legends tell of Adelaide's escape to Canossa, where she appealed to Otto of Germany for help. He conquered Italy and married her in 951. Pope John XII crowned the pair rulers of the Holy Roman Empire the following year. After Otto's death in 973, Adelaide quarreled with Otto II. She established many monasteries and churches and also became interested in evangelism. She and her son did reconcile before his death in 983, and she became regent for her grandson, Otto III. Adelaide died in 999 at the convent at Seltz, which she had founded. St. Adelaide, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I unite myself to your perpetual, unceasing, universal sacrifice. I offer myself to you every day of my life and every moment of every day, according to your most holy and adorable will. Since you have been the victim of my salvation, I wish to be the victim of your love. Accept my desire, take my offering, and graciously hear my prayer. Let me live for love of you. Let me die for love of you. Let my last heartbeat be an act of perfect love. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that volunteer nonprofit organizations committed to human development find people dedicated to the common good and ceaselessly seek out new paths to international cooperation. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, for the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In today's Gospel, the Church puts before us once again the figure of St. John the Baptist. Our Lord Jesus says to the Jews, You sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the testimony which I receive is from man, but I say this, that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony which I have is greater than that of John, for the works which the Father has granted me to accomplish. These very works which I am doing bear witness that the Father has sent me. A beautiful and striking description of John the Baptist and his effect on the people. He was a burning and shining lamp. 
and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. The Advent season, Lord Jesus, is full of this image of light. We light the four candles on the Advent wreath. We light our Christmas trees up with those Christmas lights. We await the light of the Star of Bethlehem, which will guide the shepherds to you after your birth. We realize that Christmas comes just a few days after the shortest day of the year, a symbol of the light of Christ coming into the world. He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. Provocative description of St. John the Baptist. And I think this is helpful for us to consider the role of the saints in our own life, in our own spiritual life. It's good for us to be inspired by the lives of the saints, to have a special devotion to one or two or a handful of different saints that we go to for different intentions or different concerns in our life. Maybe we have one saint for our professional work or matters, one saint for our family, problems and concerns, perhaps a saint for our own prayer life, our own spiritual life, to go to a certain saint for growth and virtue or something we're really trying to work on, something we're worried about. The saints are these bright and shining lights that help us along the way to Christ. And also spiritual reading, spiritual reading, leaning on the doctrine of the saints, the doctors of the church, also the great spiritual writers of our tradition, among them many saints. Good spiritual reading is like a light. It lights up our faith. It lights up our prayer life. It gives us insight and clarity as to how to pray, how to deal with different situations, really how to relate to God, how to relate to God in our life as it is. The lives of the saints and good spiritual reading, especially the classics, can have this role in our life that Jesus, you describe John the Baptist had for the people of his time. He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. And all of that, Lord, the light of the saints, the light of good spiritual reading, the light of the writings and lives of the saints, really points to you and reflects the light, Jesus, that you are. The testimony which I have is greater than that of John, our Lord Jesus goes on to say. The testimony which I have is greater than that of John. For the works which the Father has granted me to accomplish, these very works which I am doing, bear witness that the Father has sent me. To prepare for your coming, Lord Jesus, during this Advent and looking forward to Christmas, in just a few days, is to prepare to receive a light, to prepare to enter the light, to prepare really to be enlightened. Jesus says, I am the light of the world, and I am the light of life. Pope Francis's first encyclical was precisely called Lumen Fide, the light of faith. And the light of faith is the light that Jesus sheds on our human situation, that Jesus sheds on history, Lord Jesus, that you shed on my own life. There is an urgent need then, the Pope writes in Lumen Fide. There is an urgent need then to see once again that faith is a light, 
For once the flame of faith dies out, all other lights begin to dim. The light of faith is unique since it is capable of illuminating every aspect of human existence. A light this powerful cannot come from ourselves, but from a more primordial source. In a word, it must come from God. Faith is born of an encounter with the living God who calls us and reveals his love, a love which precedes us and upon which we can lean for security and for building our lives. Transformed by this love, we gain fresh vision, new eyes to see. We realize that it contains a great promise of fulfillment and that a vision of the future opens up before us. Faith received from God as a supernatural gift becomes a light for our way, guiding our journey through time. Jesus, you are the light of life. You are the light of the world. You are the light of my life. Help me, Lord Jesus, to see things in the light that you are. We often say this in English, right? Look at that problem in the light of faith, or look at that problem in the light of a certain truth, right? Or some wisdom that we have gained. Look at it in the light of eternity, for example. And how do we do that? What does that look like? How do we start seeing things with the eyes of faith? Well, as we mentioned before, I think our spiritual reading and seeing the lives and example of the saints is very important to see how other very committed and generous, faithful Christians face different problems. We gain insight from how they lived their own lives and their lives were human like ours and had difficulties like ours and were in particular historical circumstances just like ours. We gain a lot of light from the light of the saints. And then I think also in addition to that spiritual reading and familiarity with the history of the church, the lives of the saints in particular, our mental prayer. And our mental prayer is a great place to let God's light in on our life, right? To let God's light shine in that dark place, which is our life, right? As St. Peter talks about our faith and the teaching of the prophets, like a light shining in a dark place. Well, in our mental prayer, we go, we can go and we sit down and we admit our darkness and we say, Lord, what do you think about this problem? Or what do you think about this situation? Or what do you think about this task? Anything that we're uncertain about, anything we want greater clarity on, anything that we're a little bit hesitant or unsure of. Well, the mental prayer is a great place to view that problem in the light of Christ, in the light of our faith. Lord, if I were holy, this is a great question. (laughs) Lord, if I were a saint, if I were totally convinced of your existence, if I had 100% pure, unadulterated faith and trust in you, And if I had a kind of unlimited generosity empowered by that trust, fueled by that trust, how would I act differently? How would I face this problem? If a saint were in my shoes, how would he or she deal with this relationship or deal with this problem at work or deal with this particular crisis of health or emotional crisis or whatever we're going through? And to ask that question to Jesus and to think about if he were in our shoes or if he were next to us, what would he tell us? How would he advise us? Or if we were a saint already, how would we act? That's to shed the light of faith, the reality of God's love for us, the reality of God's plan for us, to shed that clarity of the truth 
on our own particular situation. We go to Our Lady. Our Lady is the morning star. And she is the star that appears on the horizon just before the dawn, just before our Lord himself appears and enters the world. Our Lady, be a light which points us to the light of Christ. Be a light that lights our way always to the great light of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour. This is Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on Friday of the third week of Advent. I'm Paul Sadek. We join with the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and And we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me although they had seen all my works. Come, let Let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, They shall not enter into my rest. Come, let Let us us worship worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I am worn out with crying, with with longing for my God. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. 
I have sunk into the mud of the deep, and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep, and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? O God, you know my sinful folly, my sins you can see. Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me, Lord of hosts. Let not those who seek you be dismayed through me, God of Israel. It is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make it a taunt against me. When I put on sackcloth in mourning, they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkards' songs. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer, for your love is kind. In your compassion, turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me. Ransom me, pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion, for consolers, not one could I find. For food, they gave me poison. In my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. Seek the Lord, and you will live. Seek the Lord, and you will live. As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, Lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen, more than beasts, 
prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give him praise, the sea and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession. The sons of his servants shall inherit it. Those who love his name shall dwell there. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God our Father, to show the way of salvation, you chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ's Passover from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather, through the contemplation of his wounds, make us burn with zeal for the honor of your church and with grateful love for you. Seek the Lord, and you will live. Let your compassion come upon me, Lord, your salvation true to your promise. From the book of the prophet Isaiah. See the men of Ariel cry out in the streets. The messengers of Shalem weep bitterly. The highways are desolate. Travelers have quit the paths. Covenants are broken. Their terms are spurned. But no man gives it a thought. The country languishes in mourning. Lebanon withers with shame. Sharon is like the steppe. Bashan and Carmel are stripped bare. Now will I rise up, says the Lord. Now will I be exalted, now be lifted up. You conceive dry grass, bring forth stubble. My spirit shall consume you like fire. The peoples shall be as in a lime kiln, like brushwood cut down for burning in the fire. Hear, you who are far off, what I have done. You who are near, acknowledge my might. O Zion, sinners are in dread, trembling grips the impious. Who of us can live with the consuming fire? Who of us can live with the everlasting flame? He who practices virtue and speaks honestly, who spurns what is gained by oppression, brushing his hands free of contact with a bribe, stopping his ears lest he hear of bloodshed, closing his eyes lest he look upon evil, he shall dwell on the heights. His stronghold shall be the rocky fastness, his food and drink in steady supply. Your eyes will see a king in his splendor. They will look upon a vast land. Your mind will dwell on the terror. Where is he who counted? Where is he who weighed? Where is he who counted the towers? To the people of alien tongue, you will look no more. The people of obscure speech, stammering in a language not understood. Look to Zion, the city of our festivals. Let your eyes see Jerusalem as a quiet abode, a tent not to be struck, whose pegs will never be pulled up 
nor any of its ropes severed. Indeed, the Lord will be there with us, majestic. Yes, the Lord our judge, the Lord our lawgiver, the Lord our king. He it is who will save us. In a place of rivers and wide streams on which no boat is rowed, where no majestic ship passes, the rigging hangs slack, it cannot hold the mast in place nor keep the sail spread out. Then the blind will divide great spoils, and the lame will carry off the loot. No one who dwells there will say, I am sick. The people who live there will be forgiven their guilt. The Word of the Lord. The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He himself will come to save us. The Lord has taken command. Let earth rejoice. Let the many islands be glad. He himself will come to save us. From a Discourse on the Psalms by St. Augustine, Bishop In the anguish of my heart I groaned aloud. There is a hidden anguish which is inaudible to men. Yet when a man's heart is so taken up with some particular concern, that the hurt inside finds vocal expression, one looks for the reason, and one will say to oneself, Perhaps this is what causes his anguish, or perhaps such and such has happened to him. But who can be certain of the cause except God, who hears and sees his anguish? Therefore the psalmist says, In the anguish of my heart I groaned aloud. For if men hear at all, they usually hear only bodily groaning and know nothing of the anguish of the heart from which it issues. Who, then, knows the cause of man's groanings? All my desire is before you. No, it is not open before other men, for they cannot understand the heart. But before you is all my desire. If your desire lies open to him who is your father and who sees in secret, he will answer you. For the desire of your heart is itself your prayer. And if the desire is constant, so is your prayer. The Apostle Paul had a purpose in saying, Pray without ceasing. Are we then ceaselessly to bend our knees, to lie prostrate, or to lift up our hands? Is this what is meant in saying, pray without ceasing? Even if we admit that we pray in this fashion, I do not believe that we can do so all the time. Yet there is another, interior kind of prayer without ceasing, namely, the desire of the heart. Whatever else you may be doing, if you but fix your desire on God's Sabbath rest, your prayer will will be ceaseless. Therefore, if you wish to pray without ceasing, do not cease to desire. The constancy of your desire will itself be the ceaseless voice of your prayer, and that voice of your prayer will be silent only when your love ceases. For who are silent? Those of whom it is said, Because evil has abounded, the love of many will grow cold. The chilling of love 
means that the heart is silent, while burning love is the outcry of the heart. If your love is without ceasing, you are crying out always. If you always cry out, you are always desiring. And if you desire, you are calling to mind your eternal rest in the Lord. And all my desire is before you. What if the desire of our heart is before him, but not our groaning? But how is that possible, since the groaning is the voice of our desire, and therefore it is said, My groaning is not concealed from you. It may be concealed from men, but it is not concealed from you. Sometimes God's servant seems to be saying in his humility, My anguish is not concealed from you. At other times he seems to be laughing. Does that mean that the desire of his heart has died within him? If the desire is there, then the groaning is there as well. Even if men fail to hear it, it never ceases to sound in the hearing of God. We are Christ's pilgrim people, journeying until we reach our homeland, singing on the way as we eagerly expect the fulfillment of our hope. For For if if one one hopes, hopes, even though his tongue is still, he is singing always in his heart. But the man who has no hope no matter what clamors and shouts he makes to be heard by men, is speechless in the presence of God. For if one hopes, even though his tongue is still, he is singing always in his heart. Let us pray. May your grace, Almighty God, always go before us and follow after, so that we who await with heartfelt desire the coming of your only begotten Son, may receive your help both now and in the life to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 24 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, December 16th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells his disciples, John the Baptist did a really excellent job of preparing you for what I am here to give you. From the fifth chapter of the Gospel of John, You sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the testimony which I receive is from man, but I say this that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony which I have is greater than that of John. For the works which the Father has granted me to accomplish, these very works which I am doing, bear me witness that the Father has sent me. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. We are preparing for the Lord's coming at Christmas 
for his coming into our hearts, and for his second coming. And with regard to that last one, here's something to keep in mind. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 1, Advent and Christmas Tide. Before our Lord's second coming in glory, each one's particular judgment will take place immediately after death. It is in regard to death that man's condition is most shrouded in doubt. Man is tormented not only by pain and by the gradual breaking up of his body, but also and even more by the dread of forever ceasing to be. But a deep instinct leads him rightly to shrink from and to reject the utter ruin and total loss of his personality, because he bears in himself the seed of eternity which cannot be reduced to mere matter, he rebels against death. Revelation teaches us that death is a step, a passage to eternal life. Between life here on earth and eternal life, the particular judgment of each one will take place. This will be carried out by Jesus Christ himself, when each one will be judged according to his works. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive good or evil according to what he has done in the body. Nothing will fail to be presented to the divine tribunal, thoughts, desires, words, actions, and omissions. Each human act will then acquire its true dimension, the dimension that it has before God, not that which it had before men. There will appear all the thoughts, imaginings, and desires, all those internal weaknesses that perhaps it is difficult for us to recognize now. Jesus Christ will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. The words, too, that we have sometimes used to prop up our own excellence, add others as the instrument of lies, sometimes a lack of understanding, charity, or justice, and our deeds. We will be judged, too, by our deeds. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. Christ will look at our lives, examining how we have behaved towards him, or towards our fellow men, his brothers. All the opportunities that we had to do something for other people will appear very clearly. Each of our days is full of possibilities for doing good in whatever circumstances we may be. It would be sad if our life was like a great avenue of wasted opportunities. All this could happen through letting negligence, laziness, comfort-seeking, selfishness, and a lack of love creep into us. However, for those of us who are close to him throughout our lives, Jesus Christ will not be a judge who is a stranger to us because we try to serve him every day of our existence on earth. We can be intimate friends of him who has to judge us. That friendship must increase each day that passes. I was amused to hear you speak of the account that our Lord will demand of you. No, for none of you will be a judge in the harsh sense of the word. He will simply be Jesus. These lines, written by a good bishop, have consoled more than one troubled heart, and could well console yours. It would help us to meditate fairly frequently on the particular judgment towards which we are striding all the time. We are coming closer to it. Then we will see Christ, our judge and friend, glancing at our lives. This will encourage us to fill our lives with little things which are not unnoticed by him, 
although generally they will not be perceived by men, nor will men give them any great value. A daily examination of conscience and the practice of frequent confession are very important means of preparing each day for that definitive meeting with our Lord, which will take place perhaps sooner than we expect. They are also excellent means of preparing for this new meeting with our Lord at Christmas, which is coming close. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, and do not delay. We trust in your goodness. Comfort us with your coming and strengthen those who hope for everything from your love. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fifteen minutes before the hour, let's pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Pity on me, O Lord. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart, teach me wisdom. O purify me, 
then I shall be clean. O oh, wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O oh, rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Let my eyes stream with tears day and night without rest, over the great destruction which overwhelms the virgin daughter of my people, over her incurable wound. If I walk out into the field, look, though slain by the sword. If I enter the city, look, those consumed by hunger. Even the prophet and the priest forage in a land they know not. Have you cast Judah off completely? Is Zion loathsome to you? Why have you struck us a blow that cannot be healed? We wait for peace to no avail, for a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize, O oh Lord, our wickedness, the guilt of our fathers, that we have sinned against you. For your name's sake, spurn us not, 
disgrace us, not the throne of your glory. Remember your covenant with us, and break it not. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as was, it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. The Lord is God. We are his people, the flock he shepherds. The Lord, the Lord is, God. is God. We, we are, are his, his people, the flock he shepherds. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing for joy. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, Open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. The Lord, the Lord is God. God. We, we are, are his people, the flock he shepherds. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, His leader shall be from Jacob, and his ruler shall come from his kin. When I summon him, he shall approach me. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Your, your light, light will come, Jerusalem. The, the Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. You will see his glory within you. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Guard what is good, and cherish what is true, for our salvation is at hand. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, 
For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Guard what is good, and cherish what is true, for our salvation is at hand. Through his Son, God the Father revealed his glory to men and women. Therefore, let our joyful cry resound. Lord, may may your name be glorified. Teach us, Lord, to love each other. As Christ loved us for God's glory. Lord, may may your name be glorified. Fill us with all joy and peace in faith. That we may walk in the hope and strength of the Holy Spirit. Lord, may your name be glorified. Help all mankind, Lord, in your loving mercy. Be near to those who seek you without knowing it. Lord, may your name be glorified. You call and sanctify the elect. Though we are sinners, crown us with eternal happiness. Lord, may your name be glorified. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. May your grace, Almighty God, always go before us and follow after so that we who await with heartfelt desire the coming of your only begotten Son may receive your help both now and in the life to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Up next, of course, it's Morning Air with John and Glenn. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.